and welcome to the second episode of Girl Ups Podcast, Sifting Equality. This is a podcast dedicated to talking about gender equality topics and stuff along those lines. And today's topic is dowry and child marriage. And so uh, we'll go around and introduce ourselves and then Pratika has a whole like discussion plan. Oh, I'm Priyanka, <laughs> and I'm the, I'm the club president, and who wants to introduce the team? I'm Pratika, I'm the secretary. Uh, I'm Sarvani, and I'm the historian. And I'm Amrita. Okay, so... You want to talk, Preeti? <laughs> well, I suppose we could just start off by talking about what dowry is and like where it's practiced and all that jazz. Anyone want to contribute? Dowry is like, so I know it's an Indian culture, but I don't know if it's like, I don't know other cultures that is in, but like, I Actually, dowry isn't an Indian culture. It was actually from Europe, and then it got transferred to India. Yeah. Apparently, like oh, that's interesting. I don't need that. That's cool. Well, that's not so cool, but you know what I mean. Like a long time ago, it was the Normans uh, like found it to like um went to give off the bride by paying money and all that, and then when they took over some places, it got passed on. I didn't know that from like, or at least from what I read online, the very trusty, trustworthy source of the internet. Um, like at least now it's more practiced in South Asia and then like North Africa, Sub-Saharan yeah. Africa and all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so dowry is basically, I guess, a gift or payment from a bride's family to a groom, to the groom's family. But apparently, there's also some cultures that do reverse dowry, so it's the other way around. I didn't oh, know. I didn't know that. I, I don't understand why it was implemented in the first place. Like all these traditions that we have today, they were implemented for a reason, which was like, okay, like you get it because like you got it at the time, like it was there for a reason at the time. But now it doesn't make sense, but people still do it because it's part of tradition. Out of know. curiosity, does anyone know the like original reason why it happened? Because I don't, but I don't know the original reason either. One of those. All right. So I mean, yeah. some people do say that um, dowry is basically like a giving off to the groom saying that to take care of my daughter and all that from the family. Mm -hmm. So well, that's what some people say, but. Oh yeah, I think that like, um, it was like, okay, well, you're taking in my daughter or you're taking in my son and then thank you for doing that. And then here's some money to help you do that. Yeah. It depends on how, I feel like the way I see it, it depends on how you view it. Like if you view it as like a thank you gift, here you go. 
but you could also view it as a payment. You're like, oh no, yes. I'm burdening you with my daughter. Here, take some money to make up for it or something like, like that. Like an obligation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Anyone have any other thoughts on that for now? I base like, uh, I basically think that the dowry system is most likely in a way that treats women more as property type rather than a human because you're like giving her away with money like it's either male or uh, female like you're just giving away with money treating them as property that's what i think yeah it just objectifies people yeah and like even with reverse diary it's i feel like there shouldn't be a gift or payment that you have to give the other person that's like it should just be yeah it makes it more like a transaction rather than a marriage mm -hmm. but apparently i was also reading about this um sometimes they try to make sure that like both sides r receive something so like you give a dowry to one side and they give a dowry to you or something like that so i mean but that just makes it like into an exchange of gifts which i think is fine because if everyone gets something then yeah <laughs> That's more fair than like the one side is paying for everything or like this person has to give this much amount to the other side because they're taking their daughter or son. Yeah. I think like with the dowry system, they kind of consider it as like a lose-lose situation. Like the person like in a normal dowry system, like the groom is losing because he's getting the bride, but they're trying to make that loss a little more tolerable when they give them presents but the bride's family doesn't get anything in return so they lose money yeah there will be poor financial reasons something like that yeah okay so i guess this kind of goes off a of little here just talking about but what makes doubt when does dowry get problematic and what makes it problematic i guess it's already problematic on its own just the idea <laughs> I think, uh, like you said earlier, like if both sides, and it's not an obligation, it's just like, oh, well, thanks for like doing like marriage and stuff. Um, it was like that. It's not a huge problem. As long as you don't feel like it's an obligation or something that you have to do, then I don't think it's problematic. I think it gets problematic whenever uh, you're like, the other side is demanding that you give them a dowry and especially that and then when the other side is like poor and they don't have anything or they can't afford or they have a lot of children and they have only girls which they have to give dowries for like yeah so the whole demanding a dowry thing that leads to like dowry deaths and stuff and which kind of sounds weird because like people die over this stuff like and that's apparently defined as murders or suicides based on related to dowry disputes. Yeah, I remember reading that somewhere, like about a lot of women dying because of dowry and not being able to pay out. So, yeah. It's a large number. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. So, um, which, and the thing about like it's most prevalent in India, which is where most people know it's happening. Mm -hmm. But there's like an, an there was an anti-dowry law back in the 60s, but it still happens. Yeah. Because India does a bad job of doing it. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want 
we're not throwing shade, just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyone have anything else to add there about dowry? There's not much we can do as like, yeah. Um, because it's an established practice. It's just, <laughs> I think, I think maybe we'll change with the newer generations as more people are like, wait, what's the point of doing this? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like the newer generations are less concerned with keeping up tradition, whether it's a good or a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely like Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Um, they're more, I feel like they're more like embracing like being yourself and like breaking tradition, breaking the mold of what you're supposed to be and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a thing that you have to wait and see. But, all right. So moving on, we got child marriage, which is pretty scary. <laughs> I just remember seeing a movie. Is this on the movie? Or like it was a scene from a movie. And I don't know what the movie was. And I remember nothing about it except for this one scene. And I think this like really creepy 40-year-old man was marrying a 13-year-old girl. It's a child marriage scene. And then oh, the police come and they're like, stop. <laughs> And that's all I remember. But like, just the idea of it is so unsettling. Mm -hmm. I remember watching this like 10, 20 minute video on Netflix. It's about a girl from Pakistan. And then she like, she's like a 14 year old girl who dreams of being a pilot. But she has to leave all her dreams away because her dad finds her an alliance for marriage with a 40 year old man. And like it was a, it was not like a documentary, it was like a cartoon video, but like still. Okay. It's like scary because that's our age. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so I was looking at this UNICEF's uh, report thing from back in 2014. And they said that at that like moment in time, there were 700 million like, child brides that had not existed, but were alive at that point if that makes sense, I don't know. Yeah. That, that number is scary. And apparently one in three of them, I think, were under the age of 15. Wow. Yeah. And it's just- Do you know how many of them are like adult child and how many of them are adult child? Uh, no, it didn't say that. I mean, I'm oh. assuming it was married to someone older, at least when it came to child brides because like the number of girls that were put into child marriages was a lot larger than the number of guys who were. So I'm assuming they were married to a lot older people. Yeah, yeah. this is another thing where like I don't even know where did the where did this come from? Why is there a concept of people getting married when they're kids? Well, so I think it's like a child child marriage in like some places because with some places there's like not, they don't like complete education at the age of 18, they'll complete it like earlier, they won't complete it at all. And so they'll be like 14 when they're ready to go into the workforce, whatever they're working in for. And I think like in order to 
think one reason would be to financially support or like create a household where in like some like third world countries there's like there's like one person who goes out of work for the other kind of things so they kind of create a household for like supporting each other yeah. I think that's like one reason for child child. I don't get why adult child is a thing. Yeah, like when it comes to like 13 year old and 50 year old, that that shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. So I guess what are some problems that arise from child marriage? Complications in childbirth. Because they're not very old. And that same UNICEF study said that many, or it, it leads to women becoming young mothers to like a lot of children, which they're not prepared for because they got married when they were like 13. Yeah. I think that that part depends on when those two married people decide to have kids. Because if it's like right away, like as soon as they're married and they have children, that's really problematic but I think it becomes less it's still a problem but it becomes less of a complication to the actual mom whenever she gets married young but still has kids like later when the, the like the body is ready to support having that many kids a lot of the times it isn't really a choice to the mother though a lot of times I think it happens I'm not sure like I'm guessing it probably happens like childbirth complications happen when um, the mom gets pregnant while she's still growing. Like, yeah. within that year, your period or whatever. But I've heard like after two years, you like, like your period can stop growing. <laughs> but yeah, I think that could cause some complications. Like, still developing, and then you've got baby. <laughs> yeah another problem i guess is when they get married really young they don't they don't have the ability to because generally they stop going to school after that so you don't have the ability to like achieve your full potential when it comes to education then your job opportunities are limited or like you don't have any at all mm -hmm. they basically give up their goals and achievements for marriage you don't really it takes away your chance of like having a job that you might want to have or pursuing the path that you want but good news is the number is I mean, at least the rate of child marriages is declining yay um oh i heard uh that in pakistan they added a new law that they're child marriage is becoming illegal. They're like, they're trying to make that a law now. And some um, countries also in the Middle East, like Turkey and Jordan. Oh, well, I don't know if Jordan's in the Middle East, but they also decided the same thing that they're going to make a law for child marriage too. Well, let's hope those laws are enforced because it's one thing to have a law, but it's, it's another thing to enforce them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that illegal in India? I feel like it is. I think it is. Honestly, it's illegal, but like people still do them. Yeah, it's not enforced properly. Yeah. But 
surprisingly, the country with the high, or at least according to that same study, because I that, that was a long article, Niger had the highest rate of child marriage, but most child brides were in India, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the thing is, the rate isn't declining like fast enough to offset population growth. So it's still like the same number of people, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to explain things with words, but. And again, this isn't really something that as a club we can do much. I think there is things we can do as a club. We can't get directly involved because we're not in a place to do that. But we can support like organizations that do help like do stuff. Or spread awareness. Or spread awareness. Like we are with the club. Yeah. That's what a lot of it comes down to. All right. Does anyone have anything else to add? No. All right. Well. So that's it for this episode then. Also, our drive was a success. But the next one is about the feminization of pottery. The feminization of what? Feminization of poverty. It's like, it's not like, I read it on something on a scholarly article or something, but it's basically how we like unconsciously or subconsciously associate poverty with female, poverty with females. Mm -hmm. That's the next podcast episode topic. <laughs> so, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm supposed to end the recording. I forgot. Okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and.